0: this podcast is brought to you by the nonprofit organization fairy tales dog rescue in San Francisco and you're listening to Luis that's me
1: and this is Tiffany
0: follow us down the rescue road whoop. whoop. Tiffany, Louise, I'm just going to start out with a very straight question. Tiffany, if a dog bites you in the face, whose fault is it?
1: Well, my face is in the dog's face, so it'd be my fault.
0: Yes, that, that is a very short, very good answer. Why is your face next to the dog's mouth? That is always my question when someone says they've been bit in the face and I mean we we just had this uh, situation with a dog that we adopted out um, a while back and um, the parents just reached out to us saying that the dog bit a girl in the face who went into the hospital and got stitches and they're now focused on how bad the dog is and I'm like oh no 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 it's Not so much the dog being bad as the parents being bad. And also, what is the girl doing with her face next to your dog's mouth? That's my first question. Why is her face next to his mouth? How old was this girl? Uh, She's a grown-up. So she's a woman, of course.
1: Uh, Not a very smart woman.
0: I mean, uh, it, for kids, it happens a lot. Like most bites uh, from dogs to humans are on kids. Because, of course, they, we can't expect kids to know any better. Right. They can put their face next to a dog's mouth. They don't know any better. Their but parents, a grown-up person... Their parents
1: should know better. And it's their responsibility to protect their child. And protect the situation. Because they would stoke and create something that would be very bad for many people and dogs.
0: Exactly. And this is a small dog, mind I say. He's like medium-sized at at best. He's like as high as my knees. And so, you know, there's no way that he jumped up to her face and bit her. Like, she was definitely down there. And, uh, you know, knowing this dog, which we do from his background, like uh, because he needed training and such when he was with us in the foster home, um, it's just you know bizarre that this situation would arise. It is, only seems to have to do with the parents not taking charge of the situation, not being mindful of the risks, and this person also not looking out for herself. Maybe she's you know one of the many lovely people who loves to just objectify dogs and throw themselves at the dogs. And they get scared. They, they get surprised. They get horrified when the dog is not this cute, cuddly, little slut dog who's just like, yes, stranger, come to my face. You know, and instead they're going to say, back off, bitch. You know, and all of a sudden, you have a situation with
1: a so-called bad dog. I would like to add that because, you know, you touched a point on the fact that the owner of the dog is also responsible, and this is how. It is your responsibility to when someone comes and goes, oh, and puts their face in your dog, you you step in and say, don't put your face in the dog and and step in and maybe educate that person. Don't let that even come close to happening. I know it's not possible in every situation, but, you know, I did see some things which I really think are very cool is harnesses that says, please don't pet dog. And I think that is the best thing, because you can communicate without, you know, get your dog on a walk and communicate without having to have these awkward situations. And it's just so upsetting when this happens, and the person
0: who gets bit makes a huge fuss about it. (coughs) Especially if it's a bite in the face. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not completely unsympathetic. I, I have had many bites myself, and I understand that, People who don't work with dogs and who probably never had a bite—that it is a bit traumatic. Like I get it, mm-hmm. but it still sickens me when people act like they're running from war in Syria when they've been bit by a dog.
1: <laughs> God, yeah, well, that you, you awful. know what I'm saying here. Yeah, it's no, like... they're like they're they they're just like <gasps> oh! you know it's in, in yeah. You and I have been bit so many times, so it's like it's it's happens and it's like it's not that big of a deal in the face. Yes, it could be traumatic. But, you know, I mean, I, I I think that you have to be honest here is that two are at fault here. Not just it's not just the dog. And that's what we're we're trying to do is educate the reasons why.
0: Yeah. So what usually happens when a person gets bit and very much so in the face is that they make a whole scene about it you know, they become drama queens and they tell everybody like that they meet on the street to the hospital staff. To They got to call everyone they know and let them know they're going to post it on Instagram. And the funny thing is, actually, it's not so funny. But if the person is bit by a dog of a specific breed, they will also shout that out from the mountaintop. But if it's a small dog or just some mutt dog, then they're just going to say they got bit by a dog. So there's the breed racism that comes into this as well. And it's also just, you know, the fact that they have to have all lights on them and they're playing out the victim role without even questioning what did I do wrong? Do I have a role in what happened? And they will never take that on.
1: No, and that's an I mean that's interesting because it's like what a lot of the problems, and not just with this situation, but in general, is people don't stop and look at their part in anything that they that's done. And the consequences of this, especially with the dog bite, is that people may not know this, but when a dog has a bite history, it goes on the record. It's like a record that can never be espunged. It is, it's a mark. It's the scarlet letter, and it's hard for a dog. <coughs> okay, where was I? I don't what the fuck was I saying? Okay, I totally forgot. Oh, scarlet it's like a scarlet letter. So, the dog is—it is, has a harder time getting adopted, rehomed. And, you know, a lot of these dogs end up being euthanized. So, keep that in mind. You know, there is a major consequence.
0: That's right. It's a huge consequence for the dog to take because you did something wrong. The dog... It's never bad. The dog is never wrong. Think about this. Like, you know, put a child in the dog's place. Yes, dogs are not children. We know. But it's very good analogy here because Mm -hmm. they are domesticated animals in our care in modern society their brain is by science deemed to be equal of that of a three-year-old human. So it's a pretty good analogy to say that a dog isn't somewhat like a child when it comes to these troublesome situations. And if so, let's say you got a kid who punched you in the face, hits you with a tool that they grabbed that was handy or, you know, whatever. Like kids might do crazy things, either because they don't know or because they're having a tantrum attack. Um A kid could severely hurt grown-ups. It happens sometimes. And do you go around (laughs) yelling like, I got beat up by
1: a child. Right. Exactly. People are going to laugh at you. Yeah, exactly. How could you hold a three-year-old responsible for an action? They're a three-year-old toddler. That is not a brain that fully comprehends or understands anything that's situational, that we would know from experience and as we grow older, period. So that is the, I think that's the, it's not just an analogy, it's actual science (laughs) that they're a three-year-old toddler brain.
0: Yes. And back to the breed racism. Like if you put a child in this context... You would not go around telling people like, oh, this is a child that is, you know, a refugee from Palestine or, you know, this is a black child or this is an Asian child. This is a child from foster
1: care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, so that that, so. again I just want to go about the consequences you know we just have to be more honest with everything and like look at things in different perspectives before we just jump to conclusions and that's that's really what's happening here we just need to look at things a little bit more intelligently
0: yeah use your brain use your heart Mm -hmm. because you know once the trauma settles and once you got your likes on your Instagram post and told all your relatives and the people who live on your street that don't want to hear about it, after all that dust settles, you know, there, yeah. somebody's going to have to pay with their life. Yeah. And your wound is going to heal, and you're not going to think about this two, th- three months from now. But that poor dog is going to have to pay for it. And the parents are going to, you know, live with a lifetime of grief.
1: That's exactly where I was I was going to say. Not just the dog, but it's like you know, if if, the, if you've ever loved your dog so as much as you and I do, or lots of people do, it's you un, you understand that that's that is a very a horrible, painful, emotional break.
0: And you might think that, oh wow, that's so easy for you to say. Have you ever been bit in the face or been in that situation? And I mean, yes, I I mentioned that both of us obviously have several dog bites Mm because we're in the business. Uh, But I mean, I can tell you of one specific story uh, where I was um, bit all over my body by these uh, big dogs. It was a neighbor's dogs that got loose and attacked me and Journey. And uh, so I was bit several times in the face when with an ambulance into the hospital and Did not get stitches, because stitches are for
1: bitches. (laughs) Every time I hurt myself, Louise, and I think, oh, and then like I think of you in my back of my head, and I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking need stitches, and the last time I got cut from my car window, I'm like, Yeah. So thank you for that.
0: <laughs> uh, I know I'm a little extreme in that sense. Lots of people get stitches. And if you want to spend your time and money doing that, that's totally okay. Of course. We're not hating on you for getting stitches. I'm just being a little funny here. But personally, I know how to clean myself and my wounds. So I don't I haven't been needing stitches. And so, yeah, I, I did, you know, get severely bit by these three big dogs. And uh, we ended up in court, too, because, you know, the police was called to the scene, and then you automatically end up in aggressive dog court. And um, uh, I didn't post this on social media, and I didn't scream from the top of my lungs what happened, but, you know, it was on my face, and I deal with clients and stuff every day. So, And I also had to take time off of work, so I told a few people what happened Mm -hmm. um, without disclosing any breeds or Mm -hmm. such. And you know, and uh, people were sympathetic. So I'm not saying they're horrible people for saying this, but you know, a lot of the immediate reactions were, you know, oh, you're gonna have those dogs put down, or, or, you know, and oh. yeah, you know the, the, yeah, they, they that yeah they thought that that was the reasonable thing to do, and like that would be my reaction, you know, like those dogs are going down people was expecting this reaction that I was going to have the dogs put down or taken away from the guy or, you know, and I said, no, we're going to have a good long talk. And he's going to have to get some training for his dogs. He's not going to be able to walk all three of them at the same time when he obviously can't handle them at Mm -hmm. the same time. He's going to have to walk them in two or three rounds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we went over this in the court.
1: And he was to get them neutered. Yeah.
0: That too, right. they were They
1: were not neutered. It's another dogs. thing, exactly. These are things. It's education. It's people don't understand and don't know, and this is really the problem.
0: Yeah, and so, so that's what we went over in in court. You know, like they, they asked uh, me as a professional that what I thought should be done uh, with these dogs, uh, but it's not really about what is going to be done to the dogs because it doesn't matter if you put these dogs down because the parent is going to go out and get three new dogs. And we're still going to have the same situation. So how about we deal with it at the root of the problem? And we make this guy go and get training lessons for his dogs. And we also give him, you know, that the court says you can't walk all three dogs at the same time. And they have to get neutered. And the dogs that bid have to wear a muscle in public. And that's what we agreed on. Mm -hmm. And that's how that story ended. And also by the end of it, the judge spoke to me and she said wow thank you for handling this so gracefully because i'm sure that she sees a lot of the drama queens Mm -hmm. who are you know playing Mm -hmm. the victim's role Mm -hmm. and just screaming the top of their lungs
1: right i wish i was there
0: it it was during COVID, so it was a phone okay 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 it was just like several lines
1: yeah and you know this person also compensated you mostly for that so you know there was there was two sides to this like you know, there was some acceptance of a responsibility which is also very important because this person could have been like but no this person did accept responsibility and did follow through so that was kind of nice to hear too because it could have been just like someone that didn't care about the dogs
0: yeah of course and I think that's uh, a lot of the reason why these things happen because people don't care enough they get these Big dogs, because it relates to their image Mm. of themselves, but then they don't put in the work and the training to control these dogs, to keep them safe. And boom, you got yourself a situation where somebody gets bit, usually a child, and then the dog is B-A-D, and he's got to go bye-bye from this earth. (laughs) Well, I was reading the news, and in regards to this whole... Dog bite thing. I, it's like, I, I found one very upsetting article. I don't even want to read it again, but here we go. So this is on 1226 on your side. Headline is 11 year old hospitalized after being attacked by three dogs. Erica Stevens-Gilstrap, the mother of the victim, says her son told her he was riding his bike when one pit bull started barking at him and then grabbed his leg. A second pit bull then came up and grabbed him on his bottom. That's when he fell off the bike and a third pit bull then came up and dragged him into a ditch. The family says he was eventually rushed in for emergency surgery, blah, 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 unquote. And as horrifying as this is to the child, of course, it's just so ethically wrong of the reporter here to write out the breed, to write out that it was a pit bull. It doesn't say anything in the article about the parents, what kind of people they are. Or, you know, it it says furthermore that these dogs have been reported to the police several times, but nothing has been done, uh, you know, by the neighborhood and the family in question. Mm -hmm have, you know, reported that they're worried about these dogs because apparently they're running loose in the neighborhood. I mean that says something about the parents of right. the pets, uh, of, of course.
1: course. But did the family know that these pit bulls were running the neighborhood?
0: Yeah, because they have reported it to the police before. But the child
1: of the parent of the child. Yeah,
0: because this this family specifically has reported to the police that they're worried about yeah. these dogs Well, then why would they let around? their child
1: ride around that until that situation was resolved? That's just another point of view. I, I get there's two parts here: the shitty fucking owners of those dogs, those pe- that family, and the family that knew that those dogs were out there running around like that and letting their kid ride their bike is not too smart because dogs like some dogs are very reactive to bikes, skateboards, motorcycles. You know, you name it. Runners.
0: Yeah. yeah, you don't have to be a dog expert to know that, I think. Well, Maybe no, you do. you do, apparently. Yeah, yeah. No, you
1: do, actually, it's surprisingly.
0: Yeah, but yeah, you. they should not have been letting their three-year-old ride a bike by themselves in, in the neighborhood where they know three big dogs are running loose that they're worried about. Yes, but also, I mean, back to the article here, the fact that they keep mentioning that the dogs are pit bulls, they should just say dog. Because, you know, if this was a situation where... Why do you think they say that?
1: Why do you think they call out that they're pit bulls? Well, why do you think
0: that people used to write out that a black man committed a crime before, you know, that became illegal? Like, this was a thing in the news, you know, in 50s, 60s, and so on, that whenever a person committed a crime and was a person of color, it would stand out in the article. They would say, you know... An African American man, or or yeah. the blacks, right? You know, no, I know like, totally
1: like, know that, but like, what's the vendetta against pit bulls? That's what I want to understand. Like, that doesn't oh, well, make it's sense.
0: the it's the same vendetta as it is towards anyone in racism and discrimination. It's this image, you know, it, it's a clickbait thing. Like, it makes the story looks more yeah, yeah. It's like it's feeding to the fire.
1: Event. It's feeding to the fire. It's like yeah, can make a frenzy. That's what it is. It's a frenzy.
0: Yeah, it has no important information. It just feeds yeah. into the frenzy of the bad rap of the pit bulls.
1: That's news for you. It's like it t- feeds into the frenzy and everything. It makes everything more, you know, because they're trying to, like, get people's attention and get money. And it's just, you know, you got to use your brain. Like, be think intelligently. Like, don't just take everything that you read at face value.
0: Yeah, but it, it's makes me so angry at the media producing these stories because they are also responsible. They're they're creating people's minds and they're making people feel like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. I know about those pit bulls.
1: Mm -hmm. You know,
0: it's it's just horrifying that you're still allowed to discriminate in this way because you're no longer allowed to write about Crime stories and tell what color people have on their skin. That's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, well, they still do. Do they? Yes. No. Yeah, they call up the race of the person in stories.
0: You're not allowed to do that. Really? That's illegal. Is
1: it? Yeah. Okay, I haven't noticed. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't noticed it. Like, I haven't noticed, but I guess... I haven't noticed. I'll be. I'll pay a ten more attention now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not allowed to do that. You're not. Oh wow. Like, yeah. Since when?
1: Because I guess I'm. I've lived here. So, you know. I'm obviously a lot older. <laughs> so I have many years of experience of the I grew up in the 80s. So that was like when I watched the eight, like 80s movies with the kids, like we watched The Breakfast Club and they they were like saying that using the word fag and they're, my kids are like oh, they could they said that then and I'm like yeah.
0: Like this oh, <laughs> is the worst word. Fag is nothing. <laughs> oh my god,
1: yeah. I'm like yeah, it was really bad in those days. So for me it's like I'm still like in the mindset that they were still doing that. So I it's, I did not you know, I bet. I mean, I just assumed, like in the South. I mean, like I, you know, they're still calling them out. You know, but
0: ah, uh, no, no, no. It's very strict ethical guidelines for journalists to today that you do not mention somebody's oh, color of their skin.
1: Well, you're a journalist <laughs> expert, more expert than I have no clue. So that is interesting to me. I'm gonna like totally pay attention to that. Yeah.
0: Now. So you know, we, we've come a long way when it yeah. comes to reporting on humans, but when it comes to reporting on dogs, we still have a lot of work to do. But I did find another article with someone who took their job seriously and did it right.
1: Ooh, let's hear!
0: I was so disheartened after I read that, you know, I was just like, yeah. gosh, it's like, how can you just like, how are we supposed to save all these loving, kind p- pit bulls out there when you keep writing these stories about the, the few that have. Not the few, the, a lot of them that have really bad parents who get them from for the wrong reasons and don't take responsibility for them and don't socialize them, and don't train them. And all the pit bulls are just going to suffer because of these shitty people who are attracted to them.
1: Well, you know, and that's what I see every day. I get emailed from the shelter looking for rescues to help. And all I see is pit bull after pit bull. And I have to look at those faces. And it's just like, it's hard. Painful. In fact, I was at the shelter the other day, and looking at a dog, and next to the the, the cage was a the most adorable brindle. You call them pit bulls, Staffordshire. What's it? Staffordshire. Staff- Staffordshire terriers. Whatever it is, just fucking the sweetest face. Who was bones? Someone was starving her, and breeding her. She had big nipples, and she had no reason to be happy, but she was, saw me and was wiggling her tail and so happy and just so sweet and loving. And it's like, you look in those eyes and like, there's nothing but love from that dog. So, you know, and that dog has very little chance of being rescued because of the stigma that's on her. And that's what I, so not just I see this sweet face, but that's what I know. Cause there's fucking 20, 30, what name it same sweet faces that are getting euthanized because of the stigma and fucking frustrating as hell as rescuers. Yeah.
0: Frustrating. It's like,
1: oh yes because it's hard for us to adopt them out and there's liability they they put a bigger higher like fucking liability on it if it's that breed or whatever it is
0: and you can't live anywhere almost no you know it's, it's fucked just like up. so much and discrimination
1: so why are we not doing <coughs> something about this why are we allowing <coughs> these dogs to be bred like we need to go to the fucking root of the cause like you said the root of the cause these dogs should not there should be no more breeding of these dogs let them catch up, and let's let get them back on track. There's too many of them, and they're used for the wrong reasons, and a lot of people are uneducated, and like you were talking about earlier, This the social status of having them. Like, that's fucking bullshit. That needs to be discussed. And, there's just – the list goes on and on.
0: It really does, and, yeah, it, it really needs to stop. And people who get pit bulls and other breeds because – it's a sense of their image and they feel cool to have these dogs and so on. Like, these people need to not have dogs at all. That's why we need to have legislated breeding. Not anyone can go and get whatever dog. Yes. Like, end of story. Back to this news article I found that actually lifted my, sto- my spirits.
1: Mm, I want to hear.
0: Yeah. So this is from Wiotv7. Uh, headline, seven-year-old girl dies after dog attack in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And I realize it sounds weird that this lifted my spirits because it's obviously... just <laughs> sounds awful, it, yeah. It, it is, like, even more horrible than yeah. the last article I'm just talking about in the sense the of way how dogs written. are portrayed in the media. Yes, so this, I gotcha. <clears throat> here's the story. Quote, a seven-year-old girl has died after she was reportedly attacked by a dog in East Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The police said that the girl was playing outside of a relative's house when she was attacked by a dog. The relative reportedly tried to intervene, but the dog kept attacking. The girl was taken to the hospital where she later died from her injuries. The police said that the dog's owner has been charged with negligent homicide for railing to restrain or confine their dog and allowing it to roam the neighborhood. And uh, then the owner is named as Eric Lopez, 20 years old. Uh, the dog is taken into the custody. So here they just tell the story and nobody knows what breed
1: it is. That was so, that's a proper story, like the way reporting should be. It's a fucking dog, just like you wouldn't say, and thank you for pointing out, a white woman or a black man or a, you know, Hispanic woman. You know, it's just a woman, we're just a fucking woman. We're just a fucking man. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Don't start saying, like, next thing you're going to say, a petite, white, bitchy, <laughs> yeah. g- dark, uh, goth dressing, uh, dark makeup, single mother, you know. Oh, woman. goth dresser. I know all about <laughs> the black dresser. That's right. <coughs>
0: Oh, that's how that will go. Divor,
1: you know, like go on and like label's fuck you, I'm a fucking woman.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this is a fucking dog. Mm-hmm. So just that's all you need to say. It's a dog. So they did it really well with this article. And still horrible that this happened, of course.
1: <sighs> I think it's what it goes to, they're going to the root of the problem is that media is Reporting on not news, they're making up stories. It's not news, and they're coming as a. It's it, it's it's like a fucking news. If you think back, if you go back into history of how news were reporting, and you probably like, because you are you know this is your background, but you, you if you go back and listen to it, it seems more like just the news I mean of course there was things that weren't right right but it's gotten is where like internet is involved involved and there's just so many different ways that people are getting information that's just divided people and putting us more into it's just gotten worse it, it goes both ways. I mean, it's good that more people can be involved
0: in, in journalism, like more ordinary people, you know, with like with the Arabic Spring and the social media uh, coming out, that, you know, people can just pick up their phone and start filming something and, like, put it on social media. And, like, that's journalism, that's reporting. Like, this is the real life right here. Uh, you know, it's good that there is that. Uh, but the fact that... Uh, News has become so sensational rather than just informative yes, it's that is very very worrisome because you're you're trying to sell news you're trying to get clicks you're you know it's all about the sales rather than the task of informing reporting. It's So, you know, it's all about the money. It always ruins everything, fucks everything up. Right? Agreed. The only reason why in that first uh, article they keep writing pitbull, pitbull, pitbull is because they, yeah, they know it's going to make people angry. It's going to make more people click on it and be like, aha, I told you Mm -hmm. so. And it's just...
1: Oh, so uh, sometimes it's so overwhelming to think of like, because you you have to like take on and change society's view of things or understanding. And, you know, but we have to, this is, and this is why, and this inspires me, because when we have these podcasts, and this is part of my goal this year is to really, put more time and effort into the education of this, into the schools, into the young people today because it starts with them and then they can talk to their parents and so on. And I really, this is these are the conversations that I would love to have in that environment.
0: Yeah, we need to have more conversations like this and especially with the younger generations because they are coming home and they're talking to their parents and they're also going to grow up with a different set of mind that they're going to teach their kids so it definitely it starts in the classroom it starts with the younger generations
1: i just thought of an idea and because you know we've been talking about the schools but i thought might be a good start is at the libraries you know where you can invite families and you know people who you know we can be there as representative of our podcast fairy tales i want to do these things this year and yeah make me accountable louise i will okay good
0: And this pit bull issue is, of course, extra upsetting because of Ella, our wonderful senior. Like, she's a pit mix, a wonderful little foster dog. She is a nine-year-old woman who was abandoned by her mom. Tell us, Tiffany.
1: Her mother lived with another gal, and uh, the owner of Ella um, moved and Left her dog behind, and thank goodness for this heart, caring, loving roommate, who has not given up on her, and um is is asked for our help. Um, and she's this sweet, like she's trained. There's pictures of her sitting on the couch. She likes to go on walks. She's a great dog. She's like a lab mix.
0: She's but obviously a pit mix. Pit, you pit can mix. Tell from looking at her. Of course.
1: And so she has less of a chance to getting adopted. And this roommate pit. And this roommate is who is is you know in San Francisco. I just want you people out there who understand it is very expensive to live in the city. It is very hard to have have a home with a uh, labeled as a pit. And this gal is really doing her best. And we are posted her, and we haven't gotten any applications for her. You know. What's the likelihood? And this is a dog that's had a home. It's
0: it's so heartbreaking. And and Ella is such a perfect dog. Like she's good with kids. <laughs> she's good with other dogs she is you know she just loves to potty trained she's potty trained she just loves to play fetch and like do her thing yeah she loves to snuggle and cuddle for hours like there's nothing to remark on her like yeah she has a lot of energy so you need to have an active lifestyle you know she got to get her play in she got to get her walks in great but she's nine years old like yeah exactly
1: it's like that's the perfect time because it gets you active and you know you're not like dealing with a young puppy dog that's you know but you're dealing with an active dog so it gets you out active but it's like comfortable but perfect she's, dog yeah,
0: she, she is a perfect dog but because she is so obviously pit from looking at her she's gonna have a, a really tough time finding a home
1: yeah It's the same sigma that chihuahuas have, you know, they're, oh, they bitey, they bark, they yappy dogs, they got me called yappy dogs, and yeah, you know, it's the same thing, and so this is why we see chihuahuas and pit bulls are the hardest to adopt out, it's fucked up, and there's a lot, that's why there's a lot of them at the shelter, you know?
0: Yeah, it's just endless rows of chihuahuas and pit bulls, (laughs) and
1: and my two favorite dogs. Those are like my favorites. Like I love the these underdogs, or not the underdogs, those are the fucking best dogs. Like these two are my favorite. So it's like the it's like painful, you know.
0: Pit bulls are just giant chihuahuas. Yes, and chihuahuas are just teeny tiny pit bulls. That's, That's what I it. always say.
1: It's the ch- it is so true that it's hilarious you know and so you know you can't it's not their fault they one small and one's big like come on like fuck
0: yeah it's all our fault we have domesticated them we have brought them into society you know we we owe yeah. them to make this right and,
1: and it's not true They're, the stigmas that they get is not true it's like you know what not everybody's the same so it's like fuck
0: you know what like you, you we know better now like we, we know that not all gypsies are the same. And we don't use the word gypsy, I I think, and I hope. And we know that not all African-Americans are the same. And we know that the reason why they might be overrepresented, overrepresented in statistics of crime is not because they're more prone to commit crime. It's because of the social situations that they are put in in society by other people it's all mm-hmm. there absolutely it's not like they're born with, with no just just watch art.
1: just watch the documentary 13th amendment that says it all about it's all you have you ever seen that documentary 13th amendment yeah it sounds familiar it's on Netflix oh my yeah uh, maybe it's a documentary it's like it is what you're exactly what you're talking about everybody should watch it
0: yeah watch it people 13th amendment and and I love doing the analogy of uh, pit bulls and African-Americans mm-hmm. in America. Yep. And I, I hope nobody is offended because of that. Because I know some people feel like they're worth more than dogs. And so it's offensive that you compare their struggle to someone who's not human. I don't know what what that is about. But well,
1: maybe, you know, I'm, I'm half Jewish. Jewish. Maybe a chihuahua can be compared to a Jewish person.
0: <laughs> I like it. that. The pit bulls are <laughs> the African-Americans. <laughs> right. The
1: chihuahuas are the Jews. Right, right. There's a lot of stigma around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a proud Jew.
0: That's right, you are. Half. Half
1: proud. In a mix of everything else, total mutt. <laughs> Slut mutt. Yeah, that's right.
0: All right, so let's go over all the little cozy, fuzzy buds that we have up for adoption.
1: Yes, please. Well, there is Mowgli. Wait, can you tell the story or can we share the story about what we think or know to have happened to Mowgli and why this is so special? Because I don't know if we mentioned it in our last podcast.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think we did. So uh, Mowgli's wonderful foster mom had um, an animal communicator have a session with Mowgli, and um, she said that he's been thrown out from a car. And he's trying to get back in, and they closed the door on him, and that's how he broke his tail and got a bump on his spine.
1: Oh, just breaks my, f- my heart. That's why I love dogs, because they're unconditional love. They're being thrown out, and they're just like, I don't leave
0: me. And it makes sense what she said, because it, Mowgli is a little nervous get going into cars. Like, he farts and pants a lot you know he's just like huh, huh, huh. like he doesn't want to go in the car
1: and uh, traumatized. but he's fine
0: it's not a problem taking him in the car Though so he goes with me in the pack every morning like he, he'll get in the car he'll get in and out like he's a really good they dog they heal fast
1: they yeah. do with love all, you give them love they're healed that's it just give them love that's all you need to do
0: so so he's been through hell and back he was a stray for a long time <sighs> and he had his broken tail he was in a lot of pain he got to the shelter, and you know he was too scared to pass the adoption test, so he went on the euthanasia list, and luckily, his foster mom saw his photo, and like see, seeing how sad he was, and she said, "Can I foster
1: him?" And we said, "Hell, yeah, thank you." And did you find this foster? Did you know you knew this person? Did they reach out to us or how that how did you find this foster?" Like, she is a saint. I just like love to her and the people like that." Oh, yeah, she's one of my clients. There you go. I, yeah. I, I Yes, one of your clients. Yeah, that's so I love, you know, because this gives me like that. When we, we get those gems, it gives me like hope. Yeah, it
0: reminds you that there are people out there who will really go out of their way to help a homeless yeah. dog. There are people who will put in so much work and time and energy and heart. And, you know, you know what? Did They have the same... Hard life that you do They they gotta clean their house all the fucking time They gotta go buy groceries all the fucking time They have PMS They have teeth that Are broken and hurt They need to run to the dentist on emergency visits They have bills They have you know broken relationships They have broken hearts They have all the shit you're dealing with too But they will also Still go and Give their love and energy and time To save a homeless dog Like you know, because it's it's just so amazing that people do that.
1: Yeah, God, I that was I mean that was so well said and so beautiful. I was just like feeling so much love for this person. And um, you know, in my experience, a lot of the people that do help um, in these situations aren't the people that you would think that have unlimited resources. They have you know lots of time and money. You know, they have their home all day. That you know, whatever it is, they care about themselves but they care equally or more to help and we all need to just do our part more you know that's it just do a little our part
0: and the secret that these people know is that by helping homeless dogs you are also helping yourself because the love and the emotion that comes back to you when you do something selflessly And hard work like this, it's like you can't really put it, there's no word for it really. Like you can't, it's hard to describe if you haven't experienced it, but it does come back to you in a very positive way. If you put good energy out there to help someone else, like it's coming back to you. So that's something to keep in mind when you feel like you can't help someone. Trust me, whatever you have to give is gonna be better than the shelter. But also, by helping them, you are going to help yourself in ways you can't even imagine right now.
1: In fact, yeah, in fact, when you were talking about, you know, that time when you're feeling more depleted and like you can't do much anymore, when you think, I can't help, that is the time when you do help because it's not, that actually is going to help you. It's going to give you meaning. It's going to give you a feeling of like, like you said, you can't get a word. It's going to give you like that you're sacrificing doing something good and it may be hard, but the reward, you can't describe it. Like you're saying, like you feel sometimes when I'm in it, Louise, I feel so frustrated and it feels so hard. And I'm just like, Oh, my patience is running out. But then when I fat when that dog gets their forever home and it's a fucking amazing home and they I get, we get updates and pictures It, like, it feels really fucking good.
0: It does. All right, who else?
1: Okay, this is Willow. Now, Willow (laughs) is a badass bitch, first of all. Her owner loved her. I know, because she's a fucking, she was loved and taken care of and spoiled. However, sadly, the owner um, got himself, him or her, doesn't matter, this person got themselves in a little bit of trouble with nope. the law, with the law. <laughs> we don't know what it is and is in jail. So Willow found herself in jail too. And she didn't do anything wrong. She's innocent. So this badass bitch um, is now in our, our, our care and she is a tiny little badass bitch.
0: Yeah, she said Chihuahua Pinscher.
1: Yeah, Chihuahua Miniature Pinscher. And first, yeah, she came out like at the shelter, like in the corner, scared, scared, shivering in the corner. We had to put a towel around her because she was like, and I'm bite like she was terrified. We put her in the crate. I take her home. She gets out and she was scared at first, but then now she is like obsessed with me. We we're on an adventure today and she was like off leash, walked with my pack with Benny, Freddie, and Shirley on the beach and was having the time of her life and Aww. was, like, so happy. And she is would be in your lap. She'll sleep and cuddle with you all day. she want to go on hikes. She'll go on hikes. Cool fucking dog. She wants to be with you all the time, so I she's a great dog for somebody who works from home or mm. retired. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean... What dog doesn't want to be with you all the time, though? <laughs> absolutely, there's no dog like you. Go to work, watch me if I care. Like, yeah, but I've like, never you met know, a dog like that. No, but, but
1: like, if you're somebody who would, you know, have the the uh, ability to hire dog walker and take your dog, then that's totally great. Yeah, yeah Not exactly. Not everybody you don't has have the luxury to, to work from like, home. Like you can pay someone to take yes, care of your dog. exactly. Or you
0: can have another dog in the home and they won't be alone. That's right. Or a cat. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then who else do we have?
0: Okay, so there's Ella, the senior uh, black uh, pit lab mix. Yep. And then there's Willow, the uh, chihuahua uh, pincher. And then there's Mowgli. He's a chiweenie, by the way. I didn't say that. Ah, Very trendy
1: these days. That's right. And then we also have two that is going to be on our site soon. I'm waiting for their bios. Oh. It's being fostered from our lovely partner at Contra Costa. Oh. And um, they're adorable. They should go as a pair. She really. They said, she sent me a video. I'll send it to you oh. um, of them playing. They're so freaking cute. A little chihuahua mix of some sort, tiny little one. And a little like Shih Tzu chihuahua or something oh. is so freaking cute. Tiny little cutie pies.
0: Oh, and then there was Solo, who we, who we Solo. rescued on New Year's Eve. Oh my God, she had this like Nancy, our contact at the shelter, send us this video of like the most scared dog you ever seen in her in your life. She was just trembling and shaking, like her eyeballs were gonna pop out of her brain, and you know, and she was just lying there in in her cell in the shelter slash dog jail. Oh, and, and just her shaking. Face. And like those eyes were oh my just God. mesmerizing. Oh, they're fear.
1: mesmerizing. You just feel her. She has so much emotion oh. in that face. Like, I know. I saw that face. And Louise, I was like... She, I, I really want to meet Solo like I haven't met her yet so I want to hear about Solo
0: she's so precious so I, I have these uh, clients for my dog walking company you know Moxie's parents well you
1: know I always had a love for Moxie you remember oh, Moxie is special she's a very just, very special
0: girl I can't explain and her parents, it like the reason you have that love for Moxie like if you met her parents you would also understand mm-hmm. why like they I are I never met
1: oh I did that's oh, right no did. I did meet them they were so nice they are so yeah, nice yeah they were I like I felt comfortable with like when I came in, I'm like, hi. Like they were like cool. Like they were like laid back, nice. They are back, they're nice. very San Francisco. Yeah.
0: they're very smart. They're very, they're, they're very intuitive. They're they're just you know very mm, very good. And people. Moxie
1: passed away, so they haven't had a, a pet for how long? For
0: about a year now. Oh, uh, you know, like um, both their cats and Moxie passed oh, away around true. the same time. Oh, it was really... really freaky. Yeah. So they had a year without pets. And then they were, you know, saying they were ready to like adopt, and, and I was um, showing them s- some photos and, um, you know, explaining how the foster uh, yeah. situation works and and such. And um, yeah, and they just looked into her eyes and they could not look away. First they said no, but then, you know, like not even twenty four hours later, they're like, boop 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 boop, texting is like maybe we just go there and look at her. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I love that. It's I, like. I'm not gonna promise anything, and I'm like, you just go. I know you'll you'll take her. Oh my <laughs> god! Know? I love and, that. And they, you know, and the, now they're not letting me put her up uh, as adoptable because they're they most likely Give gonna me, keep her. Yeah, I
1: hope so, like, cause I like them. Oh, for her, I know, but I feel the same. That face, you have to. We have to like when they get she gets adopted. We have to do her before and after faces because yeah. she's so expressive. It's like it's like i can't even do it's like please help i'm terrified i'm so scared i don't know what to do and so sweet looking
0: yeah like she could star in a really bad horror movie you know like (laughs) (laughs) she was so scared she was like the poster child of doggy auschwitz oh god you know that's how scared she was and now she's still scared like she's not going on walks like she's gonna need some training yeah, we have to get her she's... a trainer oh yeah let's talk to Ren about that oh yeah yeah she needs training um, yeah so call Ren the dog I will. trainer uh, for so another
1: amazing woman
0: yeah yeah this is an amazing dog trainer she works with, with the
1: dogs that are very hard to adopt she puts them in her home and they come out adopted
0: mm, this is yeah burping and coughing that's what we're doing today <laughs> I think it's time to wrap Wrap it up.
1: up. (laughs) Yeah. That was uh, awesome. And you know what, Louise, I was thinking that we need to videotape this because your facial expressions are fucking priceless. (laughs) They are priceless. Like I was watching and we I think we both (laughs) like we need to like videotape this next time. Let's okay. try it. Or not next time, but we'll get there. We'll get there.
0: Okay, okay. Maybe we'll start doing that. I feel like I'm going to have to wear makeup or something. No,
1: no. I don't think no makeup. I'm not doing makeup no, each time. No, no fuck yeah, that. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shit. Only All if- right. Yeah. All right. It's a wrap.
0: Thank you for listening to Fairy Tales Dog Rescue. We would be nothing without you. All the love to you.
1: Please share us. Please share the love. Bye. Ciao.